welcome to the next installment of the Yummy Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I am a comedy writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything from Jamie Lynn Spears telling the world that Britney Spears is spiraling out of control after Britney's latest Insta post ends with her saying that she should have slapped her mother across your quote unquote fucking faces. OMG. Um, the plot thickens with that one. Uh, I did not see Jamie Lynn's uh, ABC interview, but looked bananas uh so also julia fox and kanye are, are still going strong as are kim and pete davidson pete is also the subject of a new kanye diss track which pete has been quoted as saying is uh hilarious um so i guess he is uh not scared um whatever anyway more the Another bananas story. Uh, also, very sad news. Andre Leon Talley has passed away. Um, so, you know, happy new year. It's been a while uh, between New Year's Eve and today, January 18th. Betty White has died. Bob Saget, Peter Bogdanovich and Sidney Poitier. Uh, all very um, sad news. Um but in celebrating their life and, and their legacies, uh, I, I have to see in, in the heat of the night. I've never seen it. I, I know about the slap. I grew up watching To Sir With Love. And um, there's a movie like Little Nikita with uh, Sidney Poitier and uh, River Phoenix. I remember that was always on HBO. Um, but if you want to check out Peter Bogdanovich's work, uh, check out They All Laughed and St. Jack, both are on YouTube. Um, kind of problematic. I think his, his movies, he was a bit sexist, kind of um, kind of maybe an imperialist or uh, uh, I don't know. You, you decide. You check it out. Like St. Jack is, is a little weird. It kind of reminded me of like Graham Greene's The, the Comedians. Anyway, I'm talking a lot. But it's, I hope all of you are doing great uh, despite all the death and COVID variants and other, other nonsense, the filibuster debate. I uh, hope you're all doing okay. Uh, I watched loads of movies and TV over the holiday, including Yellow Jackets, which I'll be talking about in an upcoming episode. I also saw Spider-Man, so that'll be in another episode. And, uh, but this week I'm talking with John Todd. He's a comedy writer. He lives out in Nashville. He's really cool. We're going to be talking about network TV. Um, also I think, uh, you might, uh, you might hear, uh, some kind of misunderstanding about face masks, but John will clarify for me later in the show. So, uh, Check it out. Listen. So we'll get to that later. But first up, some housekeeping. If you like this show, please rate and review. It's how you can help people to find the show. Let's kick off the show with a replay of this sketch. Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. 
tries to pitch shows to a white television executive. Okay, showtime. Okay, Yvette, Bet Clip's ass is on the line here. We need a solid idea to boost our black content. Get us out of last place in the stream or worse. You're our only black employee. What have you got? Yes, hi. Thanks for the opportunity. In light of shows like Us and Them, Hearts in Craft County, and I may perhaps, if it's okay, dismantle you, I've come up with some killer thriller ideas. That sounds awesome. Let's hear them. Okay, picture this. It's a half-hour thriller set during the pandemic called The Calendar. Great. What's it about? A woman who marks showered on the calendar to keep track of her shower days one day finds all the markings erased. She lives alone and doesn't know when she last showered. Um, that sounds more sad than a thriller, and I'm not seeing any kind of racial reckoning or struggle. Um, you got anything else? All right, sure. Here's another pitch. A black woman. Okay, good, good way to start. Yes, a black woman discovers an unlikely leave-in conditioner that makes her curls pop. And it's available through Target's drive-up app, so she doesn't even have to go into the store. Um, not, not sure this is what I'm talking about. I, I need stakes. Where's the drama? Again, we need black content. This could happen to any person. G give me a twist here. Well, this character is very conflicted. Okay, why? Because the conditioner was created by Chet Hanks for his Vanilla King Black Queen summer collection. Oh my god, like, it's chilling, right? Uh, not so much. The network wants pain, struggle, poverty, you know. Um, mean white people holding black people back from showing their humanity. You know, like most stuff on TV. Alright, alright. Great. I'm going to just rapid fire, rattle off some ideas. You immediately say yes or no to them, okay? Okay, fine. Go. One, black woman goes through the quantum realm, comes out of it with an impractically large rabbit named Shaolin Fantastic. No. All right. Two, black woman forgets her iPhone watch at home. Her five-mile walk never gets recorded, and her friends don't believe her. Fine. Three. Black woman gets branded a dork on Twitter after wondering in a tweet what would happen if DMX and Prince Philip hung out together in heaven after dying on the same day. Yeah, absolutely no. All right, fine. No problem. How about this? Number four. A black woman rents a villa in Tuscany, meets colorful townsfolk, and they all drink wine and they all have a good time. Isn't that the premise of Under the Tuscan Sun with Diane Lane? Yes! Okay, and no, black people don't do any of these things, Yvette. I, I don't think you get what we need to do here. Oh, I get it. Cut. That's a wrap. Thanks, secret cameraman. Uh, what's going on? Oh, you think I'm trying to make shows with you? I'm on TikTok, bish. This is the show. Oh, you're gotcha boss on TikTok. Yup, and I gotcha. 
Coming soon to Bet Clips. It's a show within a show based on a TikTok show. Gotcha, bish. with comedy writer John Todd. Hey, John. Hey, what's going on, Colette? How you doing? Hey, so can you, can we take a moment and uh, find out more about you, more about JT, the original JT, John Todd. <laughs> Tell us about yourself <laughs> and, and why, why that's, uh, you're the original J- JT. We'll, we'll talk about that too later. All right, cool. All right. Go. So uh, we'll, we'll give the quick pitch and then we can get into the uh, nitty gritty of, of my sordid past. Um, yes. So, so, uh, so yeah, I am a comedy dramedy writer, uh, currently living in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm also a recovering lawyer with over a decade of tech, pop music, and restaurant reviewing experience, and all that informs a lot of my writing. Um, had a really lot of different and sort of fun experiences through life, and and it's gotten to this point where I've realized that in living life, that helps you sort of tell the best stories. And so I didn't realize that yeah. during the time of, of going through all these different trials and tribulations, like the versus an amazing race, but here we are. So hopefully they've all led us to where we are today. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a wine or, because uh, we're going to talk about Grand Cru, but yeah, or it's just, uh, or, or like gin or something, like how it's like influenced by botanicals and and you know things are things around yeah the aging i'm from kentucky originally so got to throw in the bourbon so yeah the whole like aging process and the casks and whichever wood you're using and all that sort of like informing the end product i I like i like the boozy talk this morning yeah yeah it's a good sign (laughs) (laughs) okay so so john you're a recovering lawyer um I feel like we have a lot in common too, almost like a brother from another mother. Truly. We probably watched uh, the same television growing up. Um, and so I, we wanted, I wanted to uh, invite you on to talk about network television, past and present. Yeah. But before we get into our talk, can we play a quick game? I wanna ask you five rapid questions. Okay. As long as I don't have to answer correctly or get them right, I'm good. Five rapid questions. What's usually in your pockets? Chapstick. Uh, and it's like old school chapstick. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. One must need item for your apocalypse go bag. Uh, um, popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I'm not going to make it very long. <laughs> I mean, you'll have a you'll have a fun snack for like five minutes, and then you just have to figure it out. Okay. Favorite style of face mask. 
You know, I, I don't wear face masks. Oh, I take that back. So um, one time, I haven't worn one in like like literally years. Uh, I used to live in D.C. And uh, we were like three guys sharing one apartment because we're yeah. all college kids, super broke. D.C. is really expensive. And so <laughs> I didn't wear a, a face mask, but I wore a night mask. <laughs> and people, so my, my roommates would have like people in there like What's a night mask? Like, so, you know, like those night masks that you like put over your eyes so like light doesn't come in? Oh. <laughs> like when you're sleeping? Oh, an eye mask. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like, uh, so, I don't know, like uh, uh, Michael Myers or like, like yeah, or something. yeah, Scream, like Ghostface. Face. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what's a night mask? No. Oh, no, no, no. eye mask. No, 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 just the thing that you like, yeah, you put over your eyes. Like, so, you, so I'd be like, who's making all this noise? Like, like. Hey, I that's gone. So that's that's the last time I I wore any sort of. Okay, we're gonna get back to that because you live in Tennessee, so I, I want to know about about that. Yeah. Okay, so if you could have an epic last dinner before a global catastrophe, so Allah, you know, don't look up. Who would you invite? Who are the, like the three to five people that you must have at this last dinner? Wow, these are really good questions. Um. Do they need anybody to be or just anybody? Um, well, I, I'm a bit of a sap, so I'd probably just invite family. Aww. You know, um, like like if that if that was it, I'd want to make sure that you know let them know that I love them and and yeah, it, it's been so. A good this ride. is us. It would become your 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 TV pilot from you know the boozy uh, you know cask we were talking about of like uh bourbon or whatever it would evolve into this is uh, an episode of this is us exactly exactly <laughs> you know and it's just family yeah <laughs> you know i just finished watching um search party and it ends it's kind of like a seinfeld ending where it's like the four friends end up together and uh, uh-huh. uh you know in seinfeld obviously you remember they they were in jail but in yeah. um in search party there was a zombie apocalypse and they survived and they're still like living like their kind of hipster lifestyle anyway <laughs> like no matter what but like but yeah but then they ended up together so it's almost like this is us so yes okay all-time favorite tv show oh wow 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 all time uh it's a hard one. That's a really hard one. Um, oh, it, it depends on the day or the mood. Um, you know, I have to say The yeah. Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to say. I mean, I've been watching it since its inception. So, like, I've dedicated way too much of my life for it. Not, I mean, just. There may have been other shows, other episodes that have given me more joy that I've like gotten really into watching. I can't miss, but like just for sheer amount of my life spent doing uh-huh. something, I, I have to. I have to. Yeah, it's a it's a great show. Uh, I'm right now. I'm reading just the funny parts, and it's the memoir of this uh, comedy writer named um, Nell Scoville, and she uh-huh. uh, right where I'm at. It's um, she worked as a freelancer she wrote an episode for the simpsons and it was the i don't know if you remember but it's like the uh where homer eats possibly a poisonous blowfish yeah blowfish? And yeah, so, yeah yeah 
Yeah, for sure. I yeah. remember that episode. I think about oh, it wow. all the time. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's yeah, all yeah. about the his last 24 hours on Earth. Like, how, how would he live yeah. his his life and what would he do? For sure. Um, yeah. No, I, I remember that. Yeah, like the, the chef who was, like, getting busy in the car. So, like, his sous chef is the one that has to prepare it. And Homer's eating everything in the restaurant. Yeah, like... Again, I have dedicated <laughs> decades of my life watching this show. It's so. really cool. It's a really cool read because she she goes into uh, one night watching the show, wanting to write for it, calling her agent. Her agent sets up a meeting. She meets with Sam Simon and uh, I think Mike Reese, and she pitches them two shows. One. One I feel like happened, um, but it was like basketball, like Bart was playing basketball and he made a deal with God um, that uh, that like if he could, he would rather torment his sister or something like that. It, it had something to do with like his relationship with Lisa in relation to like his um, playing sports. But I feel like there was an episode where he was playing baseball and there was some kind of like negotiation. I don't know if you remember it. Um, yeah, but anyway, she pitched that one, that idea. And then she also pitched the, um, the Fugu idea, the blowfish idea. And Sam Simon was like, blowfish, like we're going to do that. And then, so she goes into how, how she wrote the outline for it and how like, um, it started with like the people in the writer's room. They were um, shooting off ideas um, as 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 they do in a writer's room. And then uh, so they were basically like just uh, coming up with beats. And then in the outline process, she had to figure out the transitions, like how how these beats would fold into each other and work. So it was really interesting to to um, get that kind of insight. Um, reading it so you find out like how um, you know she was able to make these transitions some of which Sam Simon didn't agree with but then Jim Brooks had to come in and be like so it was like very Hollywood like insidery so Jim wow. Brooks had to come in and be like no I like this better and and like Sam Simon got moted in like a moment and then uh, and then she had to she wrote so and then you know she had to pare down the episode she had to write it um, and uh, and so that that was just like a really fun moment to um, to read about. So that's your all time favorite show. And uh, and something funny that you've said uh, when we talked about The Simpsons is that you're a completionist. So you are somebody yes. that does not yeah. give up. So like this is us too. Going back, you've watched from the beginning. You will be there at the end because <laughs> the show is yes, ending. yes, yeah, for sure. I think it's just tough. Like I. I sort of envy people who can like start something and be like, yeah, no, I'm done. And so, I mean, that's why I like, I'm really considered of like movies I start or television series I start because it's very difficult for me to say like, you know what? I'm going to stop before it's, yes. it's over because I've had enough. I can't do this. So <laughs> when I get in, you know, it's, it's sort of like TMI, but like being like a serial monogamist, you're like, all right, so we're in this, you know, so like probably wasn't a good idea, <laughs> but here we are. So, uh, all yeah, right. we're just yeah. let's just let's just keep going. Whatever, the world is <laughs> yeah, burning. Let's uh, let's ride this out. Which is a story yes. of my life in, in many many regards. So um, so yeah. So like I said, you know, I really I tend to gravitate towards silly things. 
I, I like silliness. Uh, like I said, I've, you know, I'm a recovering lawyer. I've worked in technology for a long time. So I deal with like a lot of serious subjects and serious mm-hmm. people. And I can be very serious. You know, I think you and I talked about our sort of collegiate upbringings mm-hmm. and, and all those different things. But at the end of the day, all that, ser- you know, sort of like uh, the Heath Ledger, you know, why so uh-huh. serious? You know, you just want to just want to laugh. You just want to laugh at something silly, you know? So, uh, so that was sort of the genesis of my love of the Simpsons, especially the older mm-hmm. seasons uh, where it was just pure silliness, you know, like high level, but also very silly, yeah. you know? Um, and so that has really sort of informed uh, the TV watching and enjoyment I get as well. Um, not to say that I can't enjoy other things. I, we know I'm a comic book fan. So all the Marvel shows I'm very much into, but you know, when it comes down to it, I like silly. So cartoons for kids, you know, uh, <laughs> sitcoms. Do you, so you have whatever, a Disney Plus subscription. Of course, of course, you know, <laughs> you know, like with no children yeah. around, but that's all right because Disney Plus is for everyone. Yeah. No, yeah. I thought I was, I was like, I'm not going to get that, but I forgot what happened. Well, I guess maybe it was the pandemic that happened and it was like, I <laughs> yeah, guess we're doing this. Happened. Yet another right. subscription, and so we got it, and we became Simpsons completionists in a way because, like, that was really the first year of the pandemic was watching every Simpsons episode. Yeah, wow. with well, my son, is who is, I guess, six at the time, so that's also like informed his um <laughs> sense of humor. I don't know if it was appropriate or not. That's amazing. That's going to be an awesome kid. Like, I mean, he, he's set for life. Uh, I'm knocking on wood, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I Because, I, I mean, I started watching Simpsons. I was probably eight. Like, um, But, I, yeah. So, anyway, six. Okay. Yeah. We're just, it's like we're yeah. doing it. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. yeah. I, started wa- I started watching as a kid. Um, and uh, it just, I, I don't know. Like, I think it was because it was a cartoon. My parents were like, all right, yeah, that's fine. You know, like, watch that. And then I just kept watching and it kept going. And so I thought like, as I started getting a little older, you know, being a teenager, I'm like, okay, well, like this only has a few more years. So I'll just watch it. And like, yeah, here we are 30 years later. Decades later. Right. And yeah, it's wild. And there are some jokes that are just very, um, very blue as uh as they oh, yeah. say in the catskills in the 50s it uh it yeah it, it uh there's some moments where i'm like oh no i'm not going to explain that um to my son uh there was and i can't remember like um yeah because like even recently um the the partner of uh burns burns's assistant smithers uh just got a boyfriend and there were some very risque jokes. I know the joke because I was just like, that, I cannot believe that made it. It was, yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. And, and I, I cackled. I'm like, I cannot believe it. like, whoa, it. we're all watching Sunday night. It was like, okay, all right. Uh, no, <laughs> I did I, not I explain. That joke a lot. Because that joke, I know exactly the joke you're talking about. And I, I did. I cackled because I just, I didn't see it yeah. coming. And the way they built it up was so great. And then when it landed, I was like, oh it's like God. it's like when it's I was a-, a kid and seeing with my family the movie Parenthood. I know we're talking about network uh-huh. TV, but like, yeah, movie Parenthood. There's that moment where it was like a blackout, and uh, Diane uh, 
someone's looking for for like a flashlight and then you hear a buzzing sound and then the lights come on and Diane Weist is mortified because it's her vibrator. I had no idea what that was. I asked my sister. She's like, I don't know. But like she very much knew. I did right, not right, right. understand that moment until I was a full ass adult. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what happened. That's it's like it, it's all clear to me now. But like no one, no one explained to me. Um, so I think that will be that for him. And that and Dude, that just I mean, has to again, be. Genius joke. It, it came out of nowhere, but they built it up, <laughs> like the whole thing. And then when Atlanta was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> they, they just they, they went that. there. Hilarious. OK, yeah, so, John, hilarious. you and I, we met through Amy, Amy Aniobi's incredible mentoring group. It's been it's been wonderful. It's ending soon. Oh, my God. Oh, Tears. God, talk about the end. Tears. No, 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 no. I can't She's think about gonna that. It's going to be like yeah. fly, fly butterfly and i'm like i'm not a and butterfly just gonna, like, open up open up like her you know her door of her house and like and there will be like hi we have a <laughs> left <And>, like <laughs> can't get rid of us please <laughs> you know please keep us um we'll be like a less terrifying version of like topsy and bopsy from like um uh why can't i think um my god topsy bopsy oh from uh the uh jonathan majors and like uh Jonathan Major, and so it's just, like this is British. Lovecraft? No, 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 no. It yes, Lovecraft. My God, what this is scaring me. Like my ability to Oh, know, from Lovecraft Country. That was my exactly. least favorite episode. Oh yeah, well, like, yeah, like little like demons running around, like chasing you incessantly. And you dancing. Yeah. I can understand. Yeah, I can understand how that is very disturbing. But like I said, <laughs> we would be a less terrifying version of that. Right. So, I mean, yes, so yes. she'd be like, all right. You know, so it's not like, you know, terrorizing. We'd be like, I don't leave us, please. We're here. Yeah. Love us. Or, or like Alicia Silverstone in the craft. That's always my favorite um, obsessive. I love you and you love me. That was in the trailer. I don't know if you ever saw that with, uh, I think it was like Mark Wahlberg and was it Mark Wahlberg? It was definitely Alicia Silverstone. No, it was Alicia Silverstone and Carrie Elway's from Wait, Princess Bride. Not the, not the craft. Oh my goodness. Um, the crush. The crush. I was going to say like the craft. Isn't that like the, like the witches? Like yeah, the, like, yeah, yeah. Campbell, no, that's, like, yeah, ball. that's another, yeah. No, 1993, The Crush. What is happening? Like, I'm telling you, man, like, this pandemic brain thing is real. Yeah. You know, like, my ability to, like, recall things and get my words right. I don't know what's happening, but it's it's a little scary. So that brings me back to that rapid-fire question. What's up with the face masks in Tennessee? And we're talking on uh, Martin Luther King's uh, birthday. So he was, uh, you know, assassinated in Memphis. But you live in Nashville. Yeah. So I, I'm I I'm curious about what that what it's like in, in Tennessee around this time. Also, you know, face masks. Talk about it. Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. You know, as uh, as the song goes. Yeah, I know. It was the development. This is, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. why you're my brother from another mother. OK, go. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So evidently in the state of Tennessee, the pandemic no longer exists. Because no one wears a mask. <laughs> no one. So you go into the market. Uh, you know, Is there oh like God. plexiglass? You know? I, like you, go, I, for us, we go to Trader Joe's. There's a plexiglass between us and the cashier. 
Yes. So that is there. Uh, it, it's funny when I talk to my friends who are in California, New York, they're like, oh, you know, or even Chicago, they're like, everyone's wearing a mask. And we're, no, like, uh, you know, I wear them uh, religiously mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, I will get looks and stares like, what's wrong with you? And this and the other. And so uh, it, it, it's really frustrating because even in Nashville, the percentage, I think, of vaccinated people is about like 11 points higher mm-hmm. than the rest of the state. But we're still like lower than um, the rest of the country. So it just it's, it's just a really unfortunate circumstance and, and sort of state of being that this one very simple thing that people can do to sort of, you know, mitigate this uh, sort of hellscape we're living yeah. in. You know, people are just choosing not to for whatever reason, um, whether it's that they don't know better or that they are you know, fighting against an invisible enemy or, or whatever, mm-hmm. or just... Um, I don't know. It, it makes me a little sad because here also, literally, you, you can't go three blocks without seeing a church. Yeah. They're everywhere. So you would think, okay, when well, a place that purports to have, um, you know, a deep belief system and that being sort of central to the identity that, you know, so the core tenets of like loving your neighbor would be right. <laughs> like central of people's behaviors. But unfortunately, just it's not. So. Well, yeah. I mean, they've politicized it to where it 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 seems almost like i mean the pope has come out and said that like it's a moral obligation yeah. he also said yeah. that like basically like you know women should have children which is also kind of <laughs> which is screwed right, right. Up. Like, like like if you have dogs instead of kids yeah like, like what are you yeah doing? it's like he won <laughs> he won a point and lost a point like all in the span of two weeks but uh but yeah he's saying it's a moral obligation but yeah most most churches i would imagine are are not um are not doing that like in your area like if it's maybe it depends like um you know it's pretty strata pretty stratified around um you know protestant catholic divisions and Mm -hmm. also unfortunately racial divisions yeah like i know for um all my family's churches that they go to, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're still virtual, you know, um, they'll have a very small group of people within the sanctuary, you know, sort of leading the service. Yeah. But yeah, like my mom hasn't got a like in-person services in like two years, you know, um, because it's virtual. They're like, all right, well we have not you know, older population. We don't want to kill yeah. them. And they're in so, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. They're in Mitch McConnell country. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, and then the rest of my family, you know, sort of spread all around, like, you know, South and Midwest, they too, I mean, they haven't gone to in-person church in years, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, so just sort of anecdotally, I'm sort of seeing like this racial division, even on Sunday, which has always been the case in America, right? On Sunday, it's the most segregated day in America, yeah, right. right? You know, because we've got people going to their different churches. So, um, so that I think has stayed pretty true. Ugh. Um which is like uh, bad timing. Doesn't help. Doesn't help right now. Uh, yeah. So okay. So uh, on a lighter note, um, going so going back, recovering lawyer. But you weren't yeah. just like uh, a lawyer in. I mean, you were. You have worked in an office. You've done the corporate stuff. Yeah. But you've also done yeah. like. Um, very interesting things. And so we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. too. Um, so, uh, you know, we're talking about, I wanted us to talk about uh, network TV. Um, 
Yeah. It's funny that you were talking about completionists because I'm also thinking about Grand Crew. I feel like I'm a completionist. I'm going to continue to watch the show and give it, um, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm helping to keep it alive. Uh, yeah. Twitter has not been very nice to it. It's more of like uh, calling it corny. Uh and that's that's usually that seems to be the consensus. Uh, but uh, there was a moment on um, on in Grand Crew where Nicole Byer she realizes surprising things about a new friend. So right now, like in this moment, I'm like Nicole Byer because I'm always realizing new things about you. So last time we <laughs> talked, one of the things, um, so so interesting things, um, you've flown in uh, private planes with Justin Timberlake. The other JT, the other JT. The other JT. Um, you uh, worked for Greg Mathis, the Judge Greg Mathis, <laughs> and one of your friends in college was on the Real World Hawaii. Justin, yeah. he yeah. was the villain that left the show uh, before. He called um, he called one of the characters ineffectual or something like that, and <laughs> and then like left the show. Uh, so, <laughs> which is a great way to leave. I mean, that, that's a great way to sort of make a statement, and then he's a smart guy. Yeah, you know, he's slightly a very, very soci smart sociopathic. I think for the show, for the show, okay. you know, and and also you remember, like everyone's very young, yeah. you know. I mean, so you know, sort of play to the cameras and sort of you know, give the people what they want right. or what you think they want. Yeah. Do you, you still know? talk to him? Um, occasionally, we are Facebook friends. Wow. You know, so uh, so I get to see the cool things he's doing, you know, with his life. And yeah, he's got, he's got some cool things going on. So that's awesome. Which is to be expected. Because, you know, he's smart and you think smart people are going to go off and, and do other cool, smart things. Yeah. I love sociopaths, but, uh, so I don't, I don't mean it like in a, in a bad way, but, uh, but yeah, no, I just thought that was, uh, that was such an interesting tidbit about you. Oh uh, yeah. I'm, I'm full of them. I'm, I'm full of a lot of stuff. So what, what are know, some but, other uh, surprising tidbits about JT? Oh my gosh. Um, I helped bring democracy to uh, the USSR. Wow. Uh, I, I like literally, literally left like two weeks before the coup. Like I was there that summer and I was sort of going all around. So like and, Gorbachev. Uh, Gorbachev. Was that, was that Gorbachev? Or, right or, like, I can't uh, or Yeltsin. Like, I was like, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it probably was Gorbachev, right? Because after Gorbachev came Yeltsin. I think Yeltsin came with like the turn in government, right? Like yeah. the, the, the coup. So, um, so yeah, that was what, like summer 91, I think. Wow. And, um, yeah. So like we were kids, uh, over there and what were you doing we in there. Russia? <laughs> I was getting compromot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, compromot. Um, like, like, what kind of compromot? Like, compromot, like, yeah. compromot 1.0. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, there's a, uh, program called, uh, the people, the people program. So it's like this national program where it's like a, a youth exchange where they would get like youth from one country to go to other countries to sort of learn about each other with the idea, and it's a good idea, that as they grew up, mm -hmm. all the craziness that the adults did would be gone because the kids would be able to grow up not believing the same craziness that the adults did. Wow, right? and knowing each so, other. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, like on paper, it, it's, it makes so much sense. It's a great idea. Um, you know, but then there's like the chaos element of kids, you know, because kids are chaotic, you know, yeah. so, 
So I mean, so we go and we I met really incredible. So people. like you and your siblings, your your parents signed you up, and yeah. your your parents are like, hey, want to go to Russia? And you're like, okay. Yeah. So I mean, so and that's the thing. Like there were only two chaperones for like all these kids. Like none of our parents. So um, from the very beginning, the chaperones just had no chance, you know, because like you're there with a bunch of kids, you know, who aren't yours. So like, you know, you can't, you know, discipline them. You can't them smack the them around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything to get canceled, but yeah, you can't do that, right? <laughs> so they're not your kids. So, uh, so yeah, you're just, you're at a losing battle. So, um, so we're running all over uh, former Soviet Union and, Moscow. and other parts of like Europe, yeah, like so, Moscow, Tver, Petrozavodsk, Vladimir, Murmansk, and Saint Petersburg. Oh my goodness! Wow. I used to be able to read Cyrillic and speak Russian. How long Um, were you there for? uh, There for about a month. Wow. Yeah, we had to prepare to go there, so we could be like, "He's Venetia, Badabajalsta," like, and so start (laughs) exactly right. Uh, Yeah, start speaking it, and like you had to learn how to read Cyrillic and. Yeah, so again, I I am a font of random and somewhat useless tidbits, but that's my life. So you could be a spy. I might be a spy. No, well, I mean, I guess if I was a spy, I wouldn't say I was a spy. So I I remember uh, Valerie Plame when she was being interviewed uh, on like sixty Minutes or something with her husband. And they were talking about because she was outed as a spy right. by Bush, right. I guess. Right. And yeah. so they were talking, and the interviewer says something about uh, Dick Cheney's wife. Well, what if she's a spy? And the husband says, "What if she is?" Kind of thing. <laughs> that, like you don't know. There's spies among us. You don't know who's a spy and who's not. Totally. Yeah, and that, that's what makes them a good spy, right? Because we're just like you have to like, be able to live and be inconspicuous, and so. And so here I, you I, are. I guess I just blew my cover. So if you never hear or see me again, you're just like, oh, he man, was, he blew his cover. He was a spy <laughs> this whole time. He's done, you know. So yeah, I just I just blew it. <laughs> Omg! So when you went out there to russia for a month learning russian knowing cyrillic and all all that stuff um the the uh were you being in in you were influencing these other these other people were you telling them about um cosby show and growing pains like what what were you here's here's the horrible thing because again like you have the the child chaos nature Uh so instead of being like a good global citizen and i did do some of that i did but I also was like, oh, I'm Michael Jordan's little brother. Like, I'm a celebrity in America. Like, give me things. Introduce me to people. You know, it's completely like, I guess like pre, it's not even like a catfish, right? But like, you know, pre whatever that is going around. And um, and yeah, you know, like I, I, I shouldn't necessarily be proud of that thing, but I'm just, we're being brutally honest. Yes. Right? So um but you were a kid, so, yeah. but you were a kid and they, they see uh, this like little black boy and you could tell them totally. anything. You could say that you were Oprah's yeah. son and they would. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, that would have been a good one. Yeah. I'm Oprah's kid, but you know, it, yeah. So yeah. So like, so that was sort of my thing. I was uh, MJ's little brother. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and they were like, oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah, they're like, that's amazing. That's incredible. Tell me, tell me more. Because it's know? not like, oh, they um, go on Twitter and see that you're lying because right. that didn't right, exist right, then. Right. And so, and so when our chaperones sort of caught wind of, <laughs> of like the grift I was like up to, yeah, they, they shut that Did down. Did you get free shit Pretty. because of it? Well, people, yeah, like, I mean, here's the thing. So, we were already going around, we we're doing, it was an exchange, right? So we brought a whole bunch of stuff from America to sort of give out. What did you bring? What did I bring? Um, I think I brought toys. I, I, I think I brought like action figures. G.I. Joe, He-Man. Exactly, G.I. Joe's and Transformers. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, we were doing like, oh, this is what kids in America are playing with. Yeah, and little did they know you're a Decepticon. <laughs> Exactly. I was living the life. Yes. I was truly a Decepticon. That's terrible because, like, you know, like you always sort of think that you're like you're the hero in your story, but like, oh, what if you're the villain? What if you're the villain in your own story? Oh, That's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you weren't even, yeah, inadvertently, but yeah, happens. You know, so, uh huh. Yeah, it it does happen. So, so that's sort of the way it looked, and so um, you know, we started you know getting all these things, and people you know wanted to talk to me and everything. And first. I'm sure the chaperones themselves the novelty. Like, oh, like of course they want to talk to the black kid, right? Because like we're, in, but were you the only interesting one? Thing, yeah, I was the only one in our group. But there was like a good number of Africans I saw. Over there. Yeah, yeah, there you know, are. Which was like, yeah. So I mean, so I went over there thinking that I would be like the only like black person like in the country. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wait, like what are all these other like black folks over here? Like, I mean, granted they were Africans, they weren't from the states, but but still, you know. So that was a learning for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I think for my chaperones, they're like, oh, but yeah, they want to talk to him because, you know, like, that's obviously different. And like, you're not from here or whatever. But then when they sort of found out the backstory, of, like, what made like sessions with me so interesting, they're like, shut it down. Uh, uh-uh. Not, <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> he's, he's a grifter. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which, again, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, what a terrible stereotype to perpetuate. <laughs> the criminality. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. But it's like it's like white it collar crime criminality though that you had you had uh <laughs> totally, that you were crafting right. yeah, in no that violent moment. Crime. Yeah. No one was hurt. Yeah, no. This <laughs> is totally like succession level like yeah. No. Exactly. This is this exactly. is not ratchet uh mischief, exactly. mischievousness. Yeah, yeah. I don't do ratchet, you know. Um high yeah, class I'm, I'm all a, the way. I'm high class, exactly, <laughs> exactly. What was that little Kim rhyme when she talked about how she was high class? Like I'm high class. Yeah. <laughs> I'm high class. Yes. Uh, can I get a what? It's, what? No, it's a no time, right? Is, it, is that line in no time? Yeah, I think it's, can I get a what? What? Okay. Yeah, you're right. Is it? Yeah, you're right. Right. Can I get a high class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is no time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It, can I get a what? What? Yes. Wow, we are just all over the place. Yes. Okay, so network TV, what were, what were you watching? Because right now um, there are a slew of TV shows, um, especially like on Tuesdays. There's Abbott Elementary. Yeah. These are like black shows we're talking about. So Abbott Tuesday Elementary. Is like the black show. Yeah. Black day. Yeah. So it's, yeah, Tuesday, <laughs> Black Tuesday. So which Black Tuesday? Was, wasn't was that uh, in the financial? Wasn't it Black? Oh, it's Black, black Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is another TV show. Maybe that's the sequel. Yes, the Black, Black Tuesday. It's Black Tuesday. It's happening again. Um, so uh, 
same thing, different day, same same crisis. <laughs> I don't know. You already that, that's the that's the tagline. Yeah. That's okay. So so Tuesdays <laughs> you have Abbott Elementary, you have Kings of yep. Napa, but that's on yep. own, not on a right. um, network necessarily. Oprah Network, but like not necessarily. Yeah. Our kind of people, which is on Fox, which I I yep. don't think is continuing. I think it's been canceled. I'm not sure. Already? I think so. Grand Crew is on NBC, and I've been watching it because I, too, am an aspiring completionist. You are a completionist. I I aspire. Blackish, which I I can't say that I am a completionist. I I haven't been watching for quite some time. Uh, Naomi, that's new. That's on CW on Tuesdays. Queens uh, on on ABC also uh, on Tuesdays. And This Is Us, which is not necessarily a Black show, but they they have prominent Black characters. So uh, there's a really great episode uh, like a week or two ago uh, of of, – it's a podcast called It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders. I don't know if you listen to that. Uh, it's on. It's it, yeah. through NPR. It's a great show. They have. They had on uh, Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings. They were both uh, hosts of a of an old podcast called The Nod. They have a new one called For Colored Nerds. Anyway, he oh. uh, Sam Sanders had them on to talk about black TV and, and black art in general. Uh, because uh, Sam Sanders was saying that yeah, there's there's a lot of black stuff on TV. Let's say. Black yeah. on TV, also like in movies, um, but there's a lot of stuff that people don't necessarily like. He 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 um, cited the harder they fall, which is on Netflix, which I loved. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it. You know what's really funny that like for a while I had a, the idea of telling the Nat Love story because you know he he's from this area. He's from like the Nashville area. Oh, James. Uh, Nat Love. Oh, Nat so Love. Was, oh, the co- yeah. the cowboy, the actual yeah. cowboy. The actual guy. Oh, so, okay. Um, I'd always sort of had in my head. I'm like, I'm gonna tell this story, and then I'm like, what? What? There's a movie? Huh? <laughs> you know? We still can. So I was just, I was just excited to see people talking about that and realizing, again, you know, like black people. I mean, we've been here for what, like 400 plus years. Like, I mean, so we've been in like all the spaces. You yeah. Know? So. So it shouldn't necessarily come as a shock to anybody like, oh, well, you know, there was black cowboys or black this or black. Yes, there have been black everything or have it. Right. You know, just look for them, you know, like like until that story, normalize that. Right, right. Uh, uh, Don Cheadle is going to be playing uh, the first black millionaire, I think. Right, yeah. That's coming soon. Um, I think it's through Steven Soderbergh and HBO. Um, which yeah the other Hamilton I think it's yes called. so that's that's cool uh, but yeah I had no idea that Nat Love was was a real person but yeah. uh, Sam Sanders did not like it was like in living color hated it he was like hated it he did not like it <laughs> why did he I, hate it I I, I think that he uh, I forgot I forgot exactly what he said um, I think I think he just thought it was like a weak story I I well, thought it I was mean, great it's historically inaccurate. So I yeah. can see, like, if you are a historian and you really are very beholden to the, who these people were and mm-hmm. what the, their stories were, to sort of see the movie, I could see that causing some consternation, right? Because you're like, you know, no, there wasn't shoot them up. They weren't necessarily contemporaries. They didn't know each other. Like, all these things didn't happen. You didn't put them all in one place and say, mm-hmm. like, go. So I could see that, you know, if you are, uh, you know, and not a completist, but like almost like 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 an absolutist you know to say like all right like purist. pure or historian yeah purist thank uh-huh. you 
you could be like, all right, no, like this doesn't make sense because it didn't happen that way. So um, I sort of had to separate that part from my enjoyment. Like, all right, this is entertainment. But the frustrating part was that people who maybe didn't understand that these line share of them were real people um, could then conflate this to be story to be real. Like, oh, this really happened. I'm like, well, no, it didn't happen. You know? yeah. So I'm like, I need to research after this, but enjoy the film for what it was. Right. I think, I don't, I'm not sure if, if it was that, it was historically inaccurate for Sam Sanders. I, I don't know. But from what I gathered, it just seemed that he just thought it was like a tired story. Like he just didn't, he, it, it wasn't, um, it just wasn't his jam. I, I don't, I don't know. But like for me, I thought it was great. It was like, um, it, there was some elements of like Django Unchained, but like um, less problematic uh, and I, I just thought it was it was a lot of fun. Great needle drops uh, happening throughout. I, I I just thought it was a great fun fun movie. So that wasn't his favorite. But I think that the 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 idea of that podcast episode was to talk about how um, you know there's some there's some black art that we like and some that we don't. Uh, a lot of people right now are um, not really into Grand Crew, but they're loving Abbott Elementary. This is per Black Twitter. Everyone yes. on Black Twitter loves Abbott Elementary. I mean, it's a solid show. Uh, really great acting. Hilarious. Janelle James is a revelation every episode as the principal. Love her. She, I mean, uh, like, I, I live for this woman. Yeah. Like, everything she does makes me laugh. She was, you know, just like, and even some of the things that have already become memes uh -huh. were improv, you know? So, you know, I don't want to give away some of her good lines, but. Um, the ones that are sort of becoming the ones that people are seeing as as memes now. Yeah. She revealed that that was just an improv take and they, they loved it. They're like, this is hilarious. So we're keeping it. Yeah, she's amazing. She'll she'll like sing a certain like I got five on it. Like just, <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. It's so amazing. Shirley Ralph, another person, just she's an incredible actor. Uh, I loved I love Shirley Ralph in uh, Claws. She she uh, she played like a Haitian mother in Claws. She was hilarious, um, and uh, and so yeah, she's amazing in this show too. Uh, just just a really solid show. Uh, but it it gets it gets talked about a lot on Twitter these days, even in the in between days when it's not it's not even yeah. Tuesday. It's not even Black Tuesday. People are talking yeah. about it on Friday. Um, and, and still joking about it and laughing about it. Um, but, you know, sadly, Grand Crew is not getting that same um, level of, of attention. People, I think people find it corny. And I think that people, uh, one, one person I saw on Twitter um, said it, it, it feels like, uh, it was almost like a family matters situation where, uh, where someone was saying it feels like white people are writing about black people and it's corny to me. Um, but then this other woman put on Twitter, like between grand crew Abbott elementary and the wonder years, my corny black girl humor feels so seen. I liked <laughs> oh, it. Yeah, that's another one on black Tuesday, right? Isn't wonder years on Tuesdays? I wonder years on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. That's right. But that one, that one has a great, uh, a great pilot. I, I, I've, I really like that show too. Um, so I guess it's it's we don't want to say I don't want to trash Grand Crew because uh, I right. I want to work with these people I love to work with Charlotte Lauritsen Haitian proud Haitian 
woman writer love to work with her um love to work with paul augusta um uh jackson also who created the show uh but there there definitely needs to be some improvements i i just really hope that they get it together because it's like it's kind of like new girl without the girl like there's no there's no like central character to anchor or Dawson's Creek like there's no like central character that like anchors the show um it could be Nicole Byer but maybe they're afraid to do that I don't know um but it it needs to be um grounded somehow and it's not it's just like friends hanging out in a wine bar Uh, but then I was under the impression that it was like wine friends like um sideways but it it's it's just black professionals in like the east part of of LA so kind of like Hollywood area mm-hmm. they they are just like hanging out and they get into some hijinks and then episode ends and you know you move on so like there's nothing that like keeps me watching the only thing that keeps me watching is that it's like black professionals friends hanging out that's the only thing that keeps me watching it because I, I want to see more of shows like that right yeah, you want it. You want to succeed because you know you want to sort of like show the breadth and depth of our experience. Yeah, and for it not to be relegated to tropes of trauma. Yeah, <laughs> because you know, like you know, there is a lot of joy um, within lives and black lives, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't just be mirrored around. Again, like sadness and, and stress, which uh, which I think is why I gravitate towards the silly. Yeah. Because I really like doing that silly. And so um, you're sort of talking about network TV. And uh, and again, like I, I'm a big fan of streamers. Like I said, Disney Plus, all the Marvel shows, uh, you know, HBO Max, like in Hacks, uh, definitely was incredible television. Um, Insecure, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have to give shout outs for that. Yeah. Righteous Gemstones, all those different things. You know, there are different shows that you enjoy, but on network, I think, you know, you've got this great history of, of peak black television, you know, on network TV, obviously. Right. Cause that's, that's where we were. So, yeah. you know, whether it is like a Sanford and son or the Jeffersons or the Cosby show yeah. or living single or a different world, or whatever, like all these shows have just, were so similar to like the black American experience, or even maybe the greater black experience as, as they went off into the world. Um, you sort of want to see more of that here for, for these generations yeah. that are doing it. So I think that's where like an Abbott elementary does land. So because it just from the jump from the, and some shows take a while to get their sea legs, you know, sort of like get the rhythm going and like, okay, like this is what the show is now. It's right? very like, well baked. Yeah. You know, for immediately, like, I think that's why people like jumped on because now everything is so immediate. Everyone binges, everyone, I mean, uh, the slow burn of having, you know, like four channels and you're going to watch the whole thing and be a completionist. That's over. Right. Like everyone's like, all right, like I watched 10 minutes of it, hated it, never watch it again. You know? So, yeah. um, so it, it's tough, you know? So for a show like Abbott, it just came out the gate crazy. You know, it was like, Oh wow. And so like the whole thing was hilarious and I, I think that, you know, in the sort of binary system of like, there could be only one. So like, you have mm-hmm. to like this or that, you know, Abbott sort of became the this. Yes. Um, and so I, I think that's sort of like where we, where we sit. And, you know, there's really no uh, 
successor of what came before. You know, I think we were talking about like, you know, insecure. Mm -hmm. And obviously like that was part of the zeitgeist. People really felt it, but it was sort of the um, successor in a way of like the world that like a different world created. Right? right. So like not not the same conceit, but sort of like girlfriends living was single now, and uh-huh. they had graduated from college. Like mm-hmm. what like what was their even though I know like they did that in a different world, like they graduated and sort of had their lives. But um, you know, sort of seemed like, okay, that's that next iteration. That makes sense. I get it. You know, the living single to girlfriends transition. You're like, okay, like, you know, from one from from New York to, to LA, you know, right. like this is what we're doing. So like generationally they'd be like, Oh, okay, like, well, my Big sister may have watched Living Single. I'm watching Girlfriends, whatever that's there. So um, I think that that's sort of, you know, where that is right now. We're like, okay, well, what are you the successor of? You know, yeah. what are you sort of picking up the torch from? So that's yeah. interesting that you should, that you say that. I'm going to jump around for a second. Taraji P. Henson had a really great interview on Mark Marin, and she was talking about the success of Empire and how. Um, networks are always trying to chase that unicorn. Mm -hmm. So she said that they just don't realize that they need to recreate a new unicorn, so to speak. Like they, they, they don't need to be trying to recreate the thing that was, uh, special to begin with and that did well. So, so thinking about empire, like empire, the first like couple seasons of empire were just, I loved, I loved it. Uh, insecure, amazing. Maybe Grand Crew is sort of chasing that unicorn. Mm. I don't know, yeah. um, but I'm watching it. I'm gonna. I'm still. I'm faithful to to whatever they're doing, and and I love the writers, and I you know want them to succeed. Uh, you know, Queens on ABC is is different. Yeah. And so is Abbott Elementary. And those are both ABC shows. So right. I don't know if ABC is just doing something right right now with, with black TV. Um, but they're 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 taking chances on and doing interesting things. Although Queens, I mean, somebody could argue that it's sort of like Empire, but like it's or or like Star, um mm-hmm. and and doing it like a different spin on it. So I, I you know, I don't know. Jury, I guess I, I don't know what um someone else would say but like it's interesting ashley ray who i follow on twitter has uh very strong opinions about tv shows and i i wonder if it hurts her sometimes um but ashley ray she tweeted uh yesterday and people responded to it um really well but like she wrote there's the wave where you're a comedy show creating the culture. So I guess I, I'm, I'm injecting in this moment, i.e. like insecure. And yeah. there's the wave where you're a comedy show chasing the culture. So I guess i.e. maybe Grand Crew, which is interesting because a writer from Insecure is working on right. Grand Crew. Um, right. So, so, you know, I don't know, but I, I'm I don't know. It's like you, you, you want to do what people are responding to, or at the same time, maybe there is room for corny black people TV show. Which you know, you and you, here we are, you and I. Right. I think, and, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know that there has to be like this Highlander. Like, there can be only one mentality. Like, yeah. you know, because you know, within. It, it always sort of like makes me uncomfortable. So, like, black shows are black content, right? Like, like 
they're, they're shows, right? They're shows like right. maybe Black Meats or Black Readers or what have you. But I'm sorry, um, what I was going to say right. also uh, was just that Abbott Elementary is different and that's new. Yes. That they, they are creating a new culture of, of um, but okay, go on. No, no, no. And I like that because like, you know, they're sort of like the Black Office or Parks and Rec or Martin Family, right? You, there's never sort of, you know, had that mockumentary from a Black POV, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and so you sort of think about that. Okay, so culturally, what would it be like, you know, if that sort of happened? So like the looks that, you know, they give the camera, you know, the like sort of interacting, like, are you for real? Like, like really? Like, am I being, I'm looking for like another camera. Like, am I being punked? Like, like that, taking that sort of trope, but then injecting it with, you know, quote unquote blackness, you know, that makes it, plus just the unfortunate reality of like the state of, of public education in America, yes. which um, which you have to laugh at because otherwise you just cry and get really frustrated, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so it just, it's just smart. I mean, you know, I think I told you like all those sort of like black ladies sketch show ladies I'm big fans of. So, I mean. Me too. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, Quinta's got a show? Done. You know, like, and then she shows why everyone like shows up. So like, you know, I was very excited to see that, you know, like, like Ashley Cole Black, like she's got it. I'm like, I can't wait to see what her show is going to be like, like oh, all yeah. the different stuff, you know? So, um, and for so Quint- yeah. So, oh, for, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry for Quinta Brunson. She worked at Buzzfeed and Buzzfeed, uh, is, uh, it's sort of like, uh, I don't want to say like a Harvard in a way, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it was, it's a great, um, launch pad for, for young, uh, filmmakers and so she would direct a lot of videos and they would go viral. Uh, she's always had a really strong social media presence, Quinta Brunson. And then yeah. eventually she's, she's um, you know, moved on to TV with uh, Black Lady Sketch Show for the first season. And then now she has this show. So she really knows how to make people laugh yeah. and, and how to um, market herself. So you know, she's someone that like, um, has a great Twitter following. Um, you know, she, the, every beat in Abbott elementary is hilarious. It's so it's, it's good writing, but then it's also, you know, whoever is executive producing the show and making, making those like big, just big choices. And, and that's, and that's, what's helping the show to, um, to succeed. So, you know, I, I hope that for Grand Crew, I hope that for, um, for many other shows also chasing the culture, I guess one could say Harlem, the, the show Harlem, right, right. um, which I enjoyed also lo- the second season of love life on HBO kind of chasing oh, the culture, right. yeah. but I liked, I liked both of them a lot. I, I love Tracy Oliver for Harlem, um, mm-hmm. for love life. Love Life is a white show. It is sure. a. It, it is kind of like uh, white people. In this instance, it, it's kind of predominantly white people writing about black people. But right. somehow it, it works still. Um, it's but so, yeah. so here's so one thing that I thought was sort of interesting that I read about Abbott, which I don't know is true, but like I want it to be true. So like I'm saying it's true. Um, yeah. You know, and this goes to a subject of one of your past podcasts is mm-hmm. that um, there's a good chunk of the writer's room on, on Abbott who are Quinta's people, like, from BuzzFeed. So, like, you know, so she yeah. networked across, like, as she was doing that. Now, when she came up, 
she sort of brought them with her. So I thought that that was sort of like a good takeaway too from like past episodes of yours. And like, yeah, you like you network across and like, you know, you like you, you create that family and that system there and then, and then as you rise, so does everyone else. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, oh yeah. She's really great. It seems just, you know, as a, as an admirer from afar, she, she's a, seems like a really great person to uh, with, at, great at making relationships and keeping them. Yes. Um, she's not someone that is burning bridges or, um, or or talking shit about like say BuzzFeed or something like that. Like yeah. she um, she seems like she's uh, grateful for all of the experiences that she's had and and is uh, you know uh, using these experiences to help you know I don't know push her forward. So uh, very she's very smart and I I'm really excited for her. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but like, what does that mean? Cause like, I, I would imagine, uh, and I, you know, I could speak for myself as a corny black person <laughs> because I feel like that, I feel like if I put out a show, it would be along the kind of grand crew. I mean, I'm definitely going to try to ground it to one person, yeah. but I, I would probably be that person on Twitter that's getting the, like, I don't know if I survive black Twitter basically. With Dude, the kind of shows Twitter, that I think about and I and I want to see in the in the world, um, yeah, yeah. There how are do you couple... see yourself <laughs> faring sure, so a... in the Black Twitter universe? Well, I'm telling you, between like, you know, as a fellow corny black person, and I'm sorry, I don't want to. I, I don't know. Am I assuming? Yeah, you're not gonna pull me into this. I'm a silly <laughs> black person. I'm not a corny black. person. I am silly. You know, <laughs> I, I, okay. I reject that. Like okay. what, what's that from uh uh from uh Ricky Bobby? Like, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Like, yeah. like do that. Uh, I am okay. silly. That, that is fine. Um so yeah, so best movie. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's nothing like silliness. Like, and there is I, I think like like all right, so corny is like it, it's tough because I think within the purview, like the grand purview of sitcoms, especially, yes. you know, um, a majority show, if you will, can be corny, you know, mm -hmm. like, and it can be fine, you know, like say, take for example, like full house, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, mad corny, right? Super corny, but like it person, like it has a deep love, like in the zeitgeist of generations of yeah. Americans so much so yeah. that they got, you know, it, it came back. They, like, they got a reboot. You know, like people said, we want Fuller House. We want more Kimmy Gibbler. Like, like we yeah. need this. And then and I, I mean, I work I work in the internet, and anytime there's ever, like, a Full House story, it would do very well. Bob Saget, um, when uh, TMZ uh, came out with his uh, uh, death announcement, they – it was, like, like a thousand times – viral like it, right. it was bananas okay right. go yeah no people feel very deeply about that like around yeah. all of us, right so but then when you sort of pare that down to blackness like you're just putting in like more hashtags if you will like sort of trunking this audience you know that's that's almost like a, a carnal sin in blackness you know it's corny yes right you know like you can be authentic you can be this you can be that but do not 
do not be corny. You cannot be corny. Yeah, do not be. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't not be corny. Do not it, be corny. It wasn't not funny, you know, like which, which is which real has world. lived in my head for for twenty years, you know. Yes. Oh yeah. my god, Real World LA. I cannot watch it. The reunion is so wack. Dude, they are putting so Tammy whack. through it. All right, so like, because I was just minding my own black business on the internet, and I saw like a picture of her like in a bonnet with a cigarette. I'm like, what? Yes. What is too much. What is happening? And so, it's too much. And so then, like, I saw the clip of, like, what took her there. I'm like, oh, well, obviously, like, I, too, would be wearing a bonnet with a cigarette in my mouth yeah. if I had to do that kind of foolishness. They are putting that woman through it. Like, I don't know what she's getting paid, but it needs to be more. Because- yeah, because her <laughs> like- cast members were dropping N-bombs, and <laughs> and she's just like, you can't say that. You can't say that. Why are you saying that? You can't say that. Yeah. It's it like... It was a bit. It was a comedy. It was a. It was a sketch. <laughs> really? What? I just. I mean, I. I literally. I cried watching it. Like I just. I just. I wept with comedic laughter. So um. So that sort of thing. You can be all things a blackness. You know. You can be being a black nerd is cool. You can be yeah. a black nerd. You know. Um. But you cannot be corny. Like, there's there's a division. There's a dividing <laughs> line between being like corny and nerdy or geeky. Or anything else, you know, which is all survival. But uh-huh. the corny part is not so. And, and I think that corniness is when, uh, like, we are divine external, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if we, like, if black folks, like, made a quote-unquote corny show, I don't know that it would be corny, right? Because, like, it would be authentically black. So some part of that, you know, would But they're saying true. that Grand Crew, which is, uh, you know, they have they have a sizable, right. like, black writer right, uh, right, right, right. staff is they're calling it corny yeah so like i don't know like i mean i i don't know the show uh well enough to sort of see it you know like and unfairly you know i was seeing all the stuff with black door like oh so like what i'm planning on doing is letting it get to like sort of like a mid-season point and then sort of binging it all together to see like yeah. if that trend if i can see that transition i'm like oh yeah. like this is a show where it hits because like again like Parks and Rec, which I loved, um, you know, like first couple of seasons of Parks and Rec were like, what am I watching? And then like once like, you know, certain cast members left and certain came in, they sort of shifted things, perspectives, and even like changed the way Leslie was. Because in the first, because initially Leslie Nope was not exactly a very likable character, right? She was, right. She was too much. But then you're like, like shrill. Exactly. Shrill. That's the word, uh-huh. you know. Um, but then like they, they changed her to, well, you really just rooted for her, even though she was corny and like it's super positive whatever you rooted for you're like you you want leslie to win and i think yeah. you know quinta on abbott sort of has that leslie no quality like i mean she's doing the most at all times but you want her to win you're like you know what she's got a good heart i i want right. this to happen so yeah yeah like she's kind of like yeah leslie nope or even going back to new girl she is like because i love new girl she is like uh like a, a zoe de chanel where um you know, Jessica Day, where all just like hopeless, romantic, but like for school, yeah. you know, Abbott Elementary, like for school, for making a difference, which is, you know, again, also like Leslie Nope too, just yeah. like the always hopeful, always yeah. optimistic. Um, but I want to talk about corniness because uh, I had like some flashes in my in my mind. So, you know, again, people are saying that Grand Crew is corny. Um, I, I think that love life that was a, a funny reoccurring joke too, was that the, um, 
the uh, what's his name? William Jackson. Uh, he has a three three names. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Love Life guy, season two. There's oh, yeah, a, a funny. Yeah, there's like a funny uh, storyline of like him, like his, to his black friends, he is mad corny. And and then you have Wayne Brady, the most epic, amazing moment. Wayne Brady moment is, and I know you know it. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, brother yeah. from another mother. Exactly. Brother exactly. from another mother. Exactly. You know all my, my, my references. Best moment ever was the Dave Chappelle moment in the car where it training becomes day. like yeah, yeah. training day. Yeah. And, and that's that's I'll, what made it so funny, right? Because you're like, oh, Wayne Brady's mad corny, blah, blah, blah. And then you took her, you're like, oh, damn, like Wayne Brady, he's, damn, he's street. He, he, he'll, he's he'll street. kill you. He's dark. He's yeah. dark. And, it, and, and that, I think that moment, that sketch stemmed from, I think, Dave Chappelle like introducing himself to Wayne Brady and Wayne Brady totally gave him the cold shoulder because I think previously like a few episodes or whatever back he was dissing him and talking shit about Wayne Brady and how wacky he is oh no it was Paul Mooney probably it was probably Paul Mooney that was like talking shit about Wayne, <laughs> Wayne Brady <laughs> R.I.P. Paul Mooney yeah, yeah. um yeah talking shit about Wayne Brady Wayne Brady was mad he meets Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's like, okay, like let's remedy this. And then they came up with that like kind of training day Iconic. sketch. My parents loved Wayne Brady. They love that show. Iconic. Um, you know. His talk show. Iconic. Uh, but yeah, it was an iconic sketch. Also, Southside is an amazing show. Yeah. Um, Saladin Patterson worked, worked on, uh, he's worked on Southside and then also Wonder Years. Um, but yeah, Southside, you have, um, the officer, it's like Officer Goodnight, who's <laughs> completely corny, corny right, black right. man, <laughs> never gets a break, right? Because of his court, he's corniness. always punished for his corniness. It's, it's a, that's sort of my and point. It's hilarious. Right? Like, like you cannot be corny, right? Like, like that's like the cardinal sin. You can be anything else in this world, but you cannot be corny. You know, so so that sort of thing, and whether rightly or wrongly, so it's I think. You know, I, I'm hopeful that Grand Crew gets the same opportunity that everyone else does, right? To sort of like breathe and and like get their sea legs together and sort of like figure out, okay, like this is what our show is, yes. and then people can and people and, and I all hope too that people will give them that chance and that grace to sort of Me grow too. into it, um, yes, because because yeah, like I, you know, if that, that's the thing I was going to say, like between like you know. Russian compromise, like in black Twitter, like those are like the parts of the internet you just do not want to fall, like be fall. And you're just like, okay, please, please leave me alone. Like I'm just minding my business. Please don't come for me. Don't do this. And so like, you know, if they have sort of determined something for you, it's like, oh, damn. You know, like I was just trying to, you know, <laughs> just trying to live yeah. my life. Like, like why, why are you coming for me? Why are you doing this? So. It's like, no, he's corny. But the ultimate corny black TV icon uh, and they did a really funny uh, sketch in SNL recently yeah, yeah, in yeah. light Urkel. of Urkel, yeah. in light of uh, Bel, Bel Air. Air. That's yeah. They um, they did a funny like uh, trailer spoof on on that. So it's like a dramatic Steve Urkel. Yeah. He's gangsta, <laughs> like kicking kicking someone's face in, saying, "Did I do that?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like 
you know, and that's a that's a, a created by white people, Steve well, Urkel. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, so sort of like for that point, it's so interesting because like, so you have that right, and then you had the whole like UPN sort of Genesis explosion of which you know we all talk about girlfriends, but you know we don't necessarily talk about like homeboys from outer space or like you know um, yeah. things like that. Sort of the you know the, a different lens of, of blackness, like. What I sort of think about, like from those days, it was like you know half and half, and like uh, half and half was my show. Like I, I really liked half and half, you know, because um, mm-hmm. again, like DD, like it was silly. It was it sort of took like an interesting premise, like these two half sisters, like you know, and having like their respective mothers and sharing a father, like in different points. You know, so yeah, they're half sisters. They're half black. No, no, they it's were like, fully black. All, all these half, they were. I thought they had. They, they each had a white parent. No, 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 no. So um. Yeah, yeah, no, they're fully black. They're both they're, they're they share the same dad, and then both their mothers yeah, were black. Rachel remember? True, Rachel True. Yeah, okay. And then because uh-huh. remember, and like uh, Atkins. Uh huh. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, like, and their mothers, of course, you know, like Dee Dee, and then um, uh, Big. Oh, what was her name? Big. Uh, oh, I can't. I think was it Big D. I don't remember. Was it Dee Dee Big D? Like, man, it's been a while. But like, yeah, both their mothers were black because remember they were always going at each other on the show. Okay. You know, so, uh, so yeah, so like you had that sort of, you know, UPN of blackness of everyone watching like all the UPN shows again, yeah. taken away from, you know, the, the ABCs, the NBC CBSs and we're like, okay, we're going to put you over in your own space. And then of course, UPN goes away, become CW, and then we still <laughs> keep black content, you know, going away. So you had to sort of think, okay, well, where are we seeing ourselves? What's happening? who was telling our stories and sort of mm-hmm. through all that time, you know, girlfriends persisted, which is why I think uh, beyond it being like, you know, iconic, like for woman comedy show, like, so within that system already, that makes sense, you know, it survived, you know, like girlfriends yeah. survived. And so that importance, like within not only like the black network TVs, like guys, but like black woman, you know, representation, you know, on screen of all different shades and like, you know, different things they were doing in life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like that's where the importance came, you know, until we had a new genesis of quote unquote, like black content. Um, but it was always sort of like within this network show. So like on a Saturday or Sunday, like I will watch multiple episodes of like living single or Martin or whatever, even though I've, I've seen them before many yeah. times, because it's still funny, you know, like it's still funny. So they could be silly without being, Minstrelly, like like if that right. makes sense, right? So like so it they feels get, authentic. Yes, exactly, because it's authentic. Like well, like when they yeah. when they run the dozens on each other, when they drag each other, like they're like, oh yeah, this is what I do with my friends or my family, you know, like this this is familiar, you know. Um, and so it's, it's that sort of comfort that I think that now these shows are are getting replayed all the time. I saw a thing with with Kim Fields. And they were sort of talking about like, oh, which guys like redo Living Single or whatever. She's like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, it's been so long. And plus, like now that there's a new generation that's discovered the show, like there's so much like added pressure because you not only have like the Gen X folks who watched it and loved it, but now you've got these yeah. newer generations who are watching and loving it. And so like that's a lot to live up to, you know, because it really was sort of like, you know, peak television, peak black television. So, um, right. Oh. But then you, you have all these shows, uh, because the whole thing, I think, like, um, I want to say that, like, Hulu, 
I think that they came out with, there was something on deadline that they are only doing existing IP shows. Like they're, they are, they are not um, moving forward doing sort of like original content. So meaning that like something that IP meaning um, something that exists in the world already. So like um, for Peacock, for instance, there's uh there, there are so many reboots like Peacock. There's uh, Saved by the Super Bell reboot. Cool. That's really funny and, and very fresh what they've done with it, but it's still the same existing IP. Um, so you have these black shows and it's great that the, these are original shows. Uh, Grand Crew is original. Uh, Kings of Napa, right. we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, Abbott Elementary. These are like, you know, new shows. That's awesome. But you know, I guess, you know, there should be room for like a living single to come back or, um, I don't know, Jamie Foxx show in a hotel. (laughs) Do do we do that too? I don't know. Um, but, or, or just give, give them, give, give us space to make these new shows, give us space to be corny. Yeah. I think, uh, and, and explore that. Um, we have a we have a a friend she's been on the show uh she was on um she's in she's in our mentoring group but like her short film out of tune which is uh eric um erica hamilton she has this uh short about a woman's obsession with the band journey and so i mean it's basically she's a a a proud corny corny black woman (laughs) see and and this is this is what the premise is about i wouldn't say it's corny like and and like i said there's a okay black nerves like like i guess for me i i I see them as synonymous i see corny with nerdiness and i think dorkiness the reason why i source it different because like i'm a comic guy so like okay so comic books has always like been like a very big thing for me so i'm like oh you know like so that was sort of nerdy but like again I think being like a black nerd or like a sort of like black girl nerd, like, like, I mean, there's a website, like a whole like, like community or, yeah. you know, for that, like that's or for colored nerds, the yes, podcast exactly. that I mentioned earlier. Exactly. Yes. You know, so like, so being a black nerd is, is cool. Like, you know, to now this is going to be a corny thing, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Like the, yeah. the Huey Lewis and the new song, like it's hip to be square. Wow. <laughs> I, I did wow. that. I just did that. <laughs> I just did. No, no, that, that is, I will, I will take my corny lumps for that because that was admittedly like, like as, it as it germinated way. in my head, I'm like, am I about to say this? I'm like, all right, let's, let's just do it. You know? And you did it. It's, it's okay. It's freeing. Like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay safe, to be a little you know? corny. Um, but yeah, but like, I think that is, I think it's sort of like that nerdiness or that geekiness. I mean, because, all right. So, so you know, talking about like the cartoon things, right. So, in the past, you know, saying like, okay, like I watch cartoons, you're like, okay, like you're a nerd, you're a geek, whatever. But now that's fun. You know, made to to watch SpongeBob and laugh at it, to watch, you know, Rugrats and see like Angelica doing the most, and then Susie gathering her at every instance is funny. You know, like for like yeah. the As Told by Ginger, like the famous. All right, so did you watch As Told by Ginger? No, okay. Asshole by Ginger. Yeah, as told by Ginger. It was, I think. Oh, it was, as told. Yeah. <laughs> as told by Ginger. I'm like, That's asshole. A whole show. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> That's the porn version. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's yeah, the, that, oh. That's oh, entire, no. That, that's, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Awkward. <laughs> that, that's incredible. 
that, that's absolutely is that that's absolutely fair. but that's i guess that's not corny though no no so oh my, <laughs> what <I was> gonna, <laughs> my god okay sorry what i was gonna say is that um there's a really popular sort of meme on there. So Cree Summer, who of course is like the voice of like every yes. black cartoon character ever. Um, From Different World. Yeah. She uh, she played Freddy in Different World. Yep. She does a lot of cartoon voices. Yeah, you know, her yes. voice um, overwork is, is really hot. So like she played this character, yeah. Miranda, who's sort of like this bully, you know? And so uh, there's this- really- On Rugrats. Oh, she was Susie on Rugrats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So, so on this show, she was sort of like the bully, sort of like the mean girl. And so she gets to this point where she finds some good like blackmail for the main character and starts like laughing maniacally. I, I know you've seen this because it's it's become like an internet meme. We're just like you know this black girl just like laughing hysterically and scaring little kids like like the mothers are gathering little babies behind her like running away. Oh, it's probably TikTok. Yeah, it's probably using like, TikTok. She's just is laughing. And and again like watching that like in real time we're like oh that's so nerdy but watching it now like. That's part of that's part of the, the culture. You're just like, oh man, like that that shit's hilarious, you know, because you're just like, that's just her cackle, you know, it's just so maniacal and diabolical that you just you have to you have to give props to it. So all those sorts yeah. of things, you know, Teen Titans Go, whatever, all these things are like for little kids, you know, has a silliness to really make you laugh. Because, you know, if, if you just if you're all right leaning into the soap, you know, and, and since you watch Go ahead. Yeah, but since you watch kid things, do you watch Craig of the Creek? You know, I've seen Craig of the Creek. I never really got into it. Um, I know it, but I just, yeah. I, I never really got into it. But I, I like the fact that, you know, you've got this, like, black main character, like, running things, uh-huh. you know? Like, you know, he's like, all right, here's, we're going to play. Here are the rules. I'm leading everything. Like, I definitely liked that POV. Like, I, I was there. For, Love it. Yeah. Yeah, even though I think it's it's a, a white show. Like the, I, when I say white shows, I mean like the the writing, the writing team, the writing the writers, and I'm sure that they have. The, I'm sure they have black writers, but I think like at the at the top is I think a white dude. But like sure. I think that they do a really good job of uh, portraying this black boy and his family. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy it, and I I love when my son watches it um, because then otherwise he'll watch like these like bratty like white kid like johnny test yeah. i don't know if you ever saw yeah. it but like yeah just like it's like they're like sociopathic like zach morris types getting into hijinks right. and i just like i just want to like burn it all down but like but yeah but i'm like okay greg you could watch craig of the creek but then he's like oh i want to watch the sociopath so, <laughs> so then 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 it's like a whole thing well you can't watch tv right, exactly um just so shut this all down just like all right just shut it all down, down, down you know what you need yeah. is like you know, uh, so you got done a lot of RIPs in this, but um, by like Bernie Mac, uh-huh. you know, like we need, yes, like that type of, of Bernie Mac realness of getting of getting them together. Like, all right, this is what you're going to watch. This is how you're going to watch it, you know. Um, and that too, you know, from that sort of like '90s esque, you know, like sort of black TV awakening emergence. You know, you could really say like this is this is stuff we want. And so um, I'm going to loop this back into like the heart of they fall. Uh, yeah. you know, sort of recognizing black people in all spaces. And I think that when it's done in a certain way, because again, like, I think that if you just had it on paper, like, oh, we're going to have a black Western or black cowboys, that mm-hmm. like in theory could sound corny, right? You're like, like John Wayne, like, like, why are we doing this? But, you know, right. the way they executed it, 
you know, with the different shots and like the music and, and all the different stuff, like made it very engaging and very exciting and people could sort of root for them. Like, um, mm -hmm. you know, the nerd in me, not corny, but the nerd in me wants them to go back <laughs> and research all these people to sort of see who they were. Like that's, that's my next wish for that. But it's a great first step of getting them involved, um, you know, with this history. Right. So I think, mm -hmm. I think recognizing that like black people fit in every space um, is sort of like the foundation. And then just realizing how to best translate and execute that is like sort of the next iteration. Right. So, um, so when you say all these different things like, oh, it's like a black this or black that or whatever, like, yeah, it makes sense because we are in all the spaces doing all those things. So, you know, I, I'm curious to note, to think about what say like a family matters might've been like, you know, from a POV of like, you know, black showrunners and like majority black writers or whatever. Cause again, they lived on the South side of Chicago. I used to live in Chicago, you know, like, so yeah. That could be a very different show. <laughs> like that really right. Because even show. even going because even going back to Urkel, Urkel was the character that they that was the only character that they could relate to. Yeah. This is like in uh, you know, just from from different interviews I've 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 read and 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 heard, um, is that yeah they could relate to Steve Urkel, these like white writers. Mm -hmm. And I remember like growing up listening to Howard Stern and him saying that he liked Steve Urkel because he could relate to Steve Urkel himself. It, he was non-threatening exactly. black person. So yeah, I, I, I do. I, I want, I want Grand Crew to have grace in, and be given room to breathe and to evolve. Breathe like one. Um, there's also breathe like a wine, like a whiskey. I don't know if whiskey breathes and, and to absorb, you know, all of the stuff from the environments. Um, uh, you know, um, yeah. So it's like, I want, I want these shows to, to survive. Um, uh, I want to know about the boy band stuff right on. Uh, before I let you go, yeah. but also, uh, just, you know, going back to the, these projects is like, you know, as you work on new projects, you know, what are things that you want to explore and what's currently tickling your, your fancy in terms of like the type of show that you'd, you'd like to work on? Oh, nice. Great question. So, um, I'll do them in order because I think there's sort of like three questions there, right? So, um, yeah, the first. So, uh, back in my lawyer days, uh, yeah, I worked for a big law firm uh, that was, you know, had all the different practices. And as it turned, it had a connection to the whole boy band team queen machine. And so, through that connection, I started doing some casework for these people, um, and then um, had the opportunity to sort of have some more social interactions, um, you know, mm -hmm. with them. So say like, you know, going to shows or weddings or things of that nature. So it came to pass that an opening came up down there in Orlando, uh, which is sort mm -hmm. of where all that was happening. Um, yes. You know, and then I took it because why wouldn't you, you know? And uh, yeah, it was really remarkable to sort of be in the world of, the biggest group in the world, you know, and not just say like, Oh, like it's boy band, whatever. Like, no, like in the world, you know, there was no group. In sync. So, so like. Was in sync already popping at that point yeah. or this is yeah. uh, just before they hit. No, no, no. Uh, they were already white hot, you know? So, um, yeah. So having <clears throat> the opportunity to go there and 
you know, all the deals that we're going through, you know, for licensing and like chilies and, and things of that nature or going on tour, uh, going to big award shows and, and like flying on private, like, you know, being on tour, but like having these great experiences that, you know, like I never thought, well, I thought, <laughs> I'm like someday yeah. like, I'll, I'll be these things, but like, I didn't think then or that how or, or what have you. So really just a really incredible experience to sort of see mm-hmm. that up close in person, see those people, um, you know, interact with like Robin Thicke back when he was thick and had long hair, you know, like, OMG. you know, like, like old school, you like we were just like riding bikes in, in Manhattan, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I remember, um, da, da, da. Uh, just to get too close to yep. you, something yep. like that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. So I mean, uh-huh. so like all those different things um, to sort of see that. So just really tremendous experience, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I'm uh, really grateful to have had those experiences. Fun. Sometimes I think, did that really happen? Like, did all those things? But yeah, like they they did. Like you sitting in front of Patty Labelle at the Grammys. Crazy. Yeah. Like you had so, a better so, yeah. So like that's did. how big the group was. That you know, like the group and you know the people in management, you know, had front, you know, front seats, uh, at, at the, uh, at, at the Grammys, like in front of legends, like behind me were like Pele Bell and Bono and like Gwen Stefani, like, and all these people, it was like, why am I sitting in front of them? And like, you know, I, I actually offered my seat to, to Pele Bell. I was like, I was like, Miss LaBelle, like, would you, it's just like, Oh no, baby, you're good. I was like, and I just was like, Oh my God, you talk to me. Like, <laughs> like you just, oh my God. You know, like, Again, you know, I mean, yes, like, like, like biggest group in the world, boy, but like when black royalty, like says something to you, like you just, somebody loves you, baby. Like, I mean, like, it just, yes. it just it's something to tell your mom, oh my, God, my mom, my aunts, my grandma, everybody, you know, like who, you know, might not necessarily know any of the other stuff we're doing, but you say like, Hey, like a hey, pay bell, like, like spoke a sentence to me. They're like, what? <laughs> like, like run that back, you know, and do all that. So. So that was uh-huh. that experience. Yeah, I'm flying the, the planes. And yeah, it was my first time ever on a private plane. And like, I literally was seeing, sitting on a couch, like putting a seatbelt on on a couch, wow. just reading comic books. Like dynasty. No, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. Like it just, it made no sense. Um, but uh, they're really, really remarkable. And so then when it comes to uh, what I write, um, I tend to write, like I said, um, imperfect characters faced a, uh, sort of force the consequences of their imperfections, right? So I, I like mm-hmm. that type of character. I like um, p- characters who can be a little selfish um, because I do like silly stuff. So I like seeing those silly things. I love interactions of like a Fred Sanford and Esther, or like George Jefferson and Florence or Martin and Pam. Like I just love that just going at each other. Um, so oil and vinegar yeah, sort of that rat tat tat that makes me laugh yeah um uh-huh. so I, I like in my in the silly things i do i like putting those things in there and then sort of more um dramedy types of things i do i sort of lean into almost like a bel-air-esque type of turning it's like oh yeah like this looks fun on the outside but like internally like this is all that's happening from typically like like a, a black pov but not necessarily so mm-hmm. And so um, that's sort of what I find myself writing a lot, you know, sort of like in those spaces. So, uh, you know, writing, you know, what could be a uh, sort of singular version of maybe a show that was on before or sort of looking at, okay, black people in these different spaces. What is that like? You know, can that be funny or is that more 
is that more appropriate for a, a, a dramedy type of, of touch, right? So like, you know, are we yeah. not going to sort of focus on the silly because there's a lot of seriousness to where, you know, black folks are in these spaces. So let, let's touch upon that's still the levity. We'll still have the silly parts, but we also have sort of the reality that grounds you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say heaviness because like there's enough heaviness to a black experience, yes. um, but like a, a reality to it as well that people can sort of pick up on in an, an authentic type of experience. You know, I, I want to sort of put out there. And as far as like what I like to write on, I'm really obviously, you know, like Abbott elementary, like, I mean, like it's just, it's top of mind. It, it hits, you know, it just, it, it's funny. Um, you know, I took ed courses funny enough. So my college was right side of Philly. The show was placed in Philly mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, you went to Swarthmore on the yeah. main line. And so, yeah. uh, and so for my urban ed class, uh, you know, we had to do shadowings and urban schools. And we all know urban schools just mean black schools. So, so I actually right. did my shadowing in, you know, an Abbott Elementary type, you know, for my urban ed classes. Because my mom's a teacher, my grandma was a yeah. teacher, you know, so that was sort of in my head. I'm like, oh, like. Do I have a responsibility to, you know, as a black man, you know, being educated, do I have a responsibility to like do this and make sure that kids are coming up? Um, and so, yeah, I, I really looked at that for a while. And so it's sort of funny to be like, I've actually taught in Philly elementary school. So, um, and plus with my mom being an elementary school, retired elementary school teacher, all those things mm-hmm. were there. And, and I really like mockumentaries. The first sort of script I wrote was uh, something called Coconut Wives which was, oh, wow. know, it, and it was just like a real housewives type of thing with, uh, but it was based in Key West. Right. And so like, so you, with the real housewives, you know, obviously, you know, they have the confessionals and like they're, so you still have that sort of mockumentary thing going. So that was something that I enjoyed. That was my first thing I wrote. Um, so it's kind of like fake Caribbean, uh, Margaritaville. Exactly. exactly. Like That's Jimmy funny. Buffett's seventh wife was one of our, Coconut Wives, you know. Um, nice. Uh, so, yeah, it was just, it was a funny, silly, just ridiculous, you know, type of thing. And and I really, I do, I find a lot of humor in, in the silliness. Um, so when it comes to things I like to write on, something like that, uh, you know, um, it's funny because like as much as I say, like, I like all these like silly shows, like I, I do watch a lot of sort of like darker, like sort of like more drama shows, like, you know, like an insecure, which is a fun show, but it's not like a ha ha ha. Like you know, you watch it yeah. and, you, and you sort of enjoy it that way. So, or things like Hacks, um, which I really enjoy. Black Love Monday, um, I really Love really it. enjoy. Uh, which again, ha- yeah, Janelle James was one of the writers. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, that's why just Ava just she just she does it. I mean, she just she has it going on. So yeah, on yeah. Edit. So like, uh-huh. uh, but going back to sort of our network discussions, you know. Yeah, like a happy ending or a Parks and Rec or a living single or a Barton, um, all those different things. And so that's sort of where I see myself uh, writing. But I, I think I could do a lot in a different sort in an insecure type room, in a, a hacks type of room, in a Black Monday type of room, um, just mm-hmm. because I can between like gallows humor and like just a wide range of experiences, you know, sort of find the humor in all those different things. Um, did those answer? I feel like I just sort of like ripped yeah. it. Yeah. You know? like. Yeah. No. I. I. I think that that. Um, I. I mean, I too. I would love to work on on shows like 
all the shows that you're mentioning, I would love to work on on Abbott. I would love to work on um, uh, like uh, you know, like Thomas Lennon, like Reno. Oh, we were talking about Reno nine one one, like a show, a show so like that. So um, you know, like the you know the Coconut Wives project that you wrote. Um, similar, like I, I I I love I love silliness. Also, I love campy kind of stories. Um, but they might be seen as corny. I don't know. I don't know how Black Twitter will receive my shows, and I, I'm gonna have to like, you know, figure that out. Uh, I think I don't know, I, but I think but can, Quinta's done a really can, great job of melding the two. Yeah, exactly the meld. I think that's all it is. Like I think I think that starting place is fine. You know, it's just a way of sort of entering into it. That said, yes, I mean I and I think any sort of Black creative, black anyone like lives in fear of black Twitter, of like the day black Twitter comes for you. Like, yes. God. You know, like so I, I yeah, I think everyone sort of lives in fear of that day. But Cause I also remember as a kid, Lenny Kravitz, this is uh back when uh, he came out with Are You Gonna Go mm-hmm. My Way? And that was one of my first uh, tapes that I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cassette tapes. And I remember him on MTV talking about how he wanted more black people to listen to his yeah. music and and enjoy his music. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if he necessarily uh, achieved that. Maybe. I mean, I was was listening. And I knew a lot of other. I mean, my my. I think one of my sisters got me the tape. Like, you know, there were people listening to his his music um but you know i don't know that you you run the risk and and because as as much as there we're not a monolith in a lot of ways i feel like um there is that expectation why are we i was so so i say it's all about the expectation like that's it entirely And, and i think there was some revisionist history like when people were like oh lenny like at the time, I don't. I think you're right. I don't think he was appreciated. Now, in hindsight, no. people are like, "Oh my God, Lenny!" Blah blah blah. Like, this is sexy. Right. And then there's uh-huh. the whole like thirst trap part of it too, you know. But like, yes. music wise, and you have more black folks sort of talking about, "Oh, I was totally into Lenny." Whatever. I'm like, were you though? Because like you, like I remember like not being a whole lot of black folks. Like, like Fields of Joy. Like, do you remember that song? No. Oh my, it's, it's, that's Lenny. Lenny? Oh, is this after? That's probably after no, that I album. Think it's before, or, or, I think or, I think or in. Uh... Mama said actually. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I know that album a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, like, um, uh-huh. yeah, incredible song, incredible song. You know. Yeah. Um, and I remember like hearing that song. I'm like, let love rule. Yeah. I remember exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like, with Lisa yeah, Bonet, his really ex-wife. Really into it, and so, um, but yeah, it wasn't the expectation. In fact, I just heard um living color on the radio the other day oh like, man i haven't heard this song like cult of personality you know like remember the, you remember oh wow like, yeah man, i haven't heard this song forever you, a funny 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 uh small because new york is very much like a small yeah. town in a lot of ways um our census taker years no, ago she was related <laughs> yeah she was related to uh i want to say uh vernon um what was his name the uh uh Vernon from Color Purple from Color Purple Ver- from uh oh man like when fire or from Living Color no 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 Vernon Vernon I can't remember his his full name Living Color from Living Color Vernon Reed she was related to Vernon Reed who's like the famous guitarist 
of living color he he shreds like he's amazing guitar player but yeah she she was our census taker and it was funny because like she was asking me um my ethnicity and i said haitian and and she just put african-american i'm like i i am i i, I am and right, i'm not right, right. i i have I don't know that 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 I think it's is its own ethnicity, yeah. which is also why I think that um, I think that where my my sense of humor is 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 different than a lot of other people. But then I think that a lot of writers think that their writing is different. Everyone thinks we all think we're special. Anyway, so two things on that. Vernon One, Reed. I was really hopeful that you were going to say that it wasn't. That Vernon and Corey weren't one of your census takers. That, that's where I thought you were going with the story. No, <laughs> like, no, like, no. I would have been I'm, like, hey, I'm, I'm like, oh my I'm God. Like, don't say that. Like, yeah. like, help the man out. And then secondly, you know, representation, because I agree with you. I think that that, you know, either Caribbean experience or African experience, like, yeah, like you can say you're mm -hmm. black or whatever, but like that experience is different. And I don't think it's necessarily fair to say like, oh, you're just lumped in like, african-american whatever because it is it's a difference it's a cultural lived difference and so that said yeah. are you repping for your homegirl on the real housewives of beverly hills garcelle i think she's like the first Haitian oh. american housewife yes i know uh well they i think i have another haitian on the miami oh that would make sense uh, they yeah yeah so they, yeah they finally, finally. They finally have like a a black yeah a black uh uh person on the show and i think i think she's haitian yeah i love i love garcelle um i actually also have a, another connection a different connection with garcelle uh, in another way but uh we don't have to get into that <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm gonna have to get that off. that's our our yeah, spy that that's our that, like, yeah that that goes in my spy file yeah it. you can get yeah offline offline um but but yeah so that's um but yeah no it's it's great that she's she's on there um, I, I love that, uh, Mike Gallo has the, um, he has a show with Jean Lee oh, also right. from yeah, Insecure yeah, yeah. that they've written. And, and I think that they're probably in the process of producing, maybe filming soon One of our tribe uh, called send, send help. Yes. Keila yeah. Hamilton was, was one of the writers on the show. Uh, yeah. So that, that's going to be coming out and that's going to be on the all black network, which is through AMC. Um, so I, I'm really excited to see that too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I want to see, I want to see projects on, I want, you know, we, there's BET, there's all black. I think there's Onyx that I think Prentice Penny is going to oh, be right. working yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. There's, there, there's going to be more black networks that are going to be sprouting up. Um, all these different, um, companies, Apple, uh, you know, Hulu, whatever, AMC, as I mentioned, I, I think that they want to get into that game. Um, but then at the same time, I still want to see black TV on ABC oh, and on yeah. NBC yeah. and on, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, I want, I want us, I want us to be everywhere. No, it's important. It's um, important that, like you said, this is us is the biggest show on NBC and it's a, it's an ensemble show. But when you think of this as us, typically you think of Sterling, right? Like, and so, yeah. and so that's, that's very cool. Sterling, who himself, I believe is a Stanford alum. So, you know, Stanford, Amy, like Stanford's doing stuff. Yes, yes. You know, so I'm like, man, we should go to Stanford. No, like, I mean, that's, you know. I like, know. Oh man. I didn't think of it. It was I, yeah, too far I away from like me. East like Coast, I, I was scared yeah, to, to, yeah, you know, exactly. to go to school that far away from home. But man, like in hindsight, I'm yeah. like, man, Stanford, evidently that's where all the, everything was happening, you know? 
Yeah, and it seemed like they were they were well adjusted there because I I didn't have at Boston College. I don't think that I had the most um, positive sure. experience as a black sure. student, but it it definitely was hella better than where I went to sure. high school. When yeah. I went to high school, that was same just like I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah, I'm lucky I survived all that <laughs> crap. That just mind fuckery. I'm so happy that I survived that and that I was able to like strong enough mm-hmm. to like get into a college and and yeah. leave. Um, but but yeah, it's just and it wasn't even that bad in my high school, but it was it was bad enough. Yeah, especially in hindsight, it was all insidious. You can, you can sort of see you're like, wait, did that? Huh? Yeah, that I guess I did. Have yeah. That. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like insidious stuff where it's just like, oh, that that was yeah. not cool. Um, yes. But I could talk to you forever, no, John. No. We we need to yes. wrap, it wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up with the yeah. finger, the twisting finger. Cut it down. Where's the music? What's making you happy these days? Oh, great question. Um, a few things. Um. This you like this? I uh, like. I have enjoyed this tribe experience <laughs> so much because um, not only Me like, too. you know the access of someone like Amy, but meeting folks like you. I mean, it's incredible. Like the first time, we, like I think each time we've talked, it's been literally for hours. You know, like and it's yeah, it's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy. And but for this program, yeah, we never would have met each other. No, like oh my gosh, like not only is this a friend, but this is someone I can imagine working with, writing with, creating with, like. This is awesome. So, so this. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. I'm down. You know, like yeah. we will thread that corny, silly line perfectly uh, with a little dash <laughs> of nerdy. Um, you know, but like, yeah, I, I, I get so much joy from this. Like, you, you just don't know. Like, like that's fantastic. Um, something Same. else. Uh, Talenti, uh, non-dairy peanut butter chocolate, like ice cream thing or whatever. And nice is so it has the layers. Oh my god, the so, one with the layers. So good. Nice and and non dairy, nice. so you don't have to worry about like the lactose intolerant like amongst the listeners. Like delicious, okay. so good. Like yes. I mean, I just I go to town with that stuff. Um, sleeping in gives me a lot of a lot of joy. Like I really enjoy sleep. Um, that that's mm-hmm. a fun thing because right now like it's such a fraught time, and you know like either like sickness or politics or climate like there's just so much that can steal your joy you know it's sort of Mm -hmm. i thank you for this question like make me think of things that do bring joy and then lastly um tv you know like i watch a lot of it you know everything from reality tv you know some of those uh potomac housewives you know that just they make me laugh you know like i I don't know if that's that's a wrong answer to say to reveal but they, they make me laugh they're they're very funny ladies um, all the way from that to cartoons, you know, like I saw there's a Bob's Burger mm-hmm. trailer for a movie coming out. Very, oh, no very way. excited for that. Uh, I think I told you that. Kind of bummer, kind of bummer is that uh, Jimmy Pesto is MAGA right. and was probably at the rally and lost his But job how on brand is that? Like, Jimmy of course, Pesto. like Jimmy Pesto would be MAGA. Of course. <laughs> like, I mean, like that's super on brand, you know? So like as sort of like crappy as that is, it fits. <laughs> like, of course. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know? Wow. Um, so yeah, so stuff like that. Uh, finding out that the Righteous Gemstones is back on. I didn't know you, you broke yes. that news to me. So I'm got to catch up on that. Yeah. It's, 
there's a, a incredible fight scene. Uh, John Goodman just destroys uh, this person's life. And it's awesome. pretty funny. Awesome. You know, so, so stuff like that. So like <laughs> um, all sort of like this, either like virtual living or like eating. yes that's where i'm getting a lot of joy these days pandemic life (laughs) baby (laughs) (laughs) i mean like interactions with another person in person what's that but yeah yeah we'll see (laughs) Woo! well this is great thank you so much uh we'll see you next week i'm yummy coco keep your lamplight trimmed and burning bye bye